Hey guys, I'm Heather and I'm the oldest. She's the emotional one. Is it Bruce Dickinson? <laughs> Man, why, the, why? I mean, like, you haven't even read the list. You're like, Heather. <sighs> hey guys, I'm Ben. I'm the middle child. And he's the practical one. What I, what I need you to understand <laughs> is that you have lost all credibility <sighs> when we get to the cutting stage. Why? Kenny Chesney was your second pick. I'm Beth, and I'm the baby. She's also the swing vote. My picks are great. And and if you don't believe it, just ask me. I won't argue with you because I'm mature. Together, we make the Music List Podcast. Welcome to spring, everybody, and welcome to the Music List Podcast. I am Ben. With me are my sisters, Beth and Heather. And we are the music list. We are siblings that argue while we make music lists. That's the stick. That's what we do. And that's kind of become the calling card thing now. Now they'll start making fun of that probably because they like to make fun of the way that intros happen here. So behind the scenes. (laughs) Behind the scenes. So in honor of spring, we are going to do flower power slash hippie songs. We're going to kind of... Be the uh, the spring motif, if you will, and uh, that is really appropriate since we just got through with the WrestleMania one from last <laughs> week. So we go Nothing from says spring yeah. and flower power. Like. So we get through with uh, the Sweaty the royal, uh, not royal rumble, it's actually WrestleMania, but <laughs> they don't all wear panties. But we get through with uh, the the fighting, and now we go to flower power, peace and love. Yep. So um, the way that this operates is we're all three going to get. Three choices. We'll have a round. Each of us will draft one song in each round for a total of nine. Then we'll try to cut that nine down to five. And then we'll try to rank those five and create the top five list in order, one through five, of our best flower power slash hippie songs. Um, Criteria for this one. I'm going to tell you, this was tough. It was tough to come up with nine because there are a ton of great songs. Oh, to narrow it down. To narrow it down yeah, to yeah. nine. I mean, it was yeah. tough. I mean, there were songs on there like that I just felt like should be in my list. But if I did that, it would have been like 40 songs long. Right. Um, I remember Karen and I used to stay up real late watching, you know, the infomercials. Yes. At, and, <laughs> and like Time the Life. Sets, you know, yeah. Time Life used to have yeah. all these. I mean... Really, like if I had $30 to spend four months in a row, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, there are so many sets I would have gotten, but they had, best I can recall, they had kind of a flower power, maybe it was mm-hmm. 60s, 70s, I can't remember exactly yeah. what yeah. it was, but I mean, a lot of these songs that I bet we mentioned today were on, I bet they were all on that on the big I'm collection. Sure, yeah. um, but what were you guys looking for in as far as characteristics of songs for this list? Uh, I kind of operated under more hippie, less flower power. Um, So for mine, most of them, uh, all of them, most of them are, you know, the song has a message. The song is about, you know, we are the youth, this hippie mentality, and um, we're kind of like the whole counterculture of the 60s and beyond kind of thing. The free nature of hippies and 
um, supporting kind of movement of uh, changing times and opinions. Um, there, I have one on my list that's kind of like uh, groundbreaking in pushing the envelope maybe of what lyrically would have been acceptable prior to that. Um, but for the most part, it's a social commentary I was looking for on my songs rather than just um, like Woodstock uh, geographical type flower power group type thing. Um, <clears throat> most of mine centered around the origins of the movement starting in San Francisco and um is that a hint it it could <laughs> it could play in um because that was really where that counterculture um anti-war hippie flower power movement actually started the gathering itself um so i thought of it more of <clears throat> along the lines of um, where it fell in, I guess, the historical sense of of it actually being... Uh, I, I, all of my songs are from the same year. Um, really? Mm-hmm. 67, <clears throat> that summer of love. And, um, and how that, that particular year influenced on down, you know, Woodstock was, I I believe, in 69. um, And that movement carried on, the sentiment carried on into the early 70s. Uh, I think what's interesting about this particular episode is this may be the first one where none of us were even alive when this happened. So usually one of us has a a frame of reference that the others don't have because um it was it really fell into our formative years or you know um something that was significant where we were really focused into music at the time and um this will be the first one I think where none of us actually experienced any of this music as it was being released yeah so as it was as it was being released is kind of the key because we were very fortunate to grow up in the household that we did because these songs were not uncommon at all yeah. on yeah. the playlist at home. Yeah. You know, or on the in the car as we made trips. Um, both of our parents <clears throat> obviously have a love for music and this was their golden era. You know, this right. was, you know, when they were kids growing up or, you know, teenagers and then whatever this is kind of their their super era of you know being able to appreciate music and more than any other era i mean i would say that the 60s and 70s were probably more influenced by the current events than maybe any other time period in history because Especially the Vietnam War played such right. a huge impact on the music because the the protesting against the Vietnam War right. was massive, especially with the younger crowd and the musical crowd. So it influenced popular music in great many ways, and so that influenced, you know, the generation that raised us. Yeah. 
And I think it's safe to say that in your mid to late teens into your early 20s, those are very important years. That's kind of what we latch on to as our our time, you know, whenever, like for me, it was the late 80s, early 90s, you know, things like that. But um, for such a huge global event like the Vietnam War and the draft and the protests and trying to, and the counterculture movement, I think that it, it elevates that that's that attachment probably that a lot of people that came of age literally like came of age to be drafted came yeah. of age to to you know this to to be their their era of music i think it it probably just hits on a different level for that generation right. than than it did for us but so the draft order for this particular episode is Heather, Beth, and Ben. So Heather drafts mm-hmm. first, then Beth, then Ben. Then I'll draft first in the second round. Heather will draft last in the second round. But then Heather drafts first again in the third round, and I'll draft last in the third round. Um, and Beth will be in the middle each round, as it turns out. So there's that. And then we'll get nine. We'll try to get it down to five. So, Heather, what is the first overall pick in Flower Power slash Hippie Songs? Uh, my first pick is White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane. Uh, it was released in 1967, which officially was called the Summer of Love. It was where that movement was centered in San Francisco, and Jefferson Airplane uh, came right out of San Francisco. Um, it was on their album Surrealistic Pillow. Um It's written not only about mind-altering drugs, and make no mistake, it is definitely about mind-altering drugs, um, but also the subversion of authority. Um, Grace Slick said that, you know, like the term at the end, feed your head, it's not just about drug use, not just about drug use, it certainly is. She's calling for young people to claim their own authority. This line right here. And the ones that mother gives you don't do anything at all. So it's not just about expanding your mind with these substances. It's about going against everything your parents taught you. And, um... They defined the San Francisco sound. Surrealistic Pillow was one of the most significant recordings from that Summer of Love. Um, And like I say, was centered right just in that epicenter of the actual gathering. Uh, It's also, it it was performed at the Monterey Pop Festival, which was in 1967. And um, that festival is largely considered the public debut, debut of the Flower Power Hippie movement and era and that pop festival was the template for Woodstock. So and you know, just clever use of obviously Alice in Wonderland. I mean there's a mm-hmm. lot of references that go into that, you know, when she's ten feet tall and of course, you know, when Alice took yeah. some stuff, she would get small and mm-hmm. sometimes she would get real big and yep. the white rabbit obviously is uh the 
hookah smoking right. caterpillar. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's trippy. It is trippy and <laughs> it just kind of weird, kind of a weird song. I will tell you that we play this in the cover band that I'm in and it kills still. Every single time. It's not a danceable song. It's not even really a very singable, like a sing-along type of song. But people stop, and they just kind of sway around. And they, <laughs> when it's over, they cheer, and they just, they just have themselves a little trippy moment. Every, I mean, it, it it's, is trippy. It still plays <laughs> like gangbusters every time. All right. Beth? First round pick? My first pick is The Times They Are Changing by Bob Dylan. Um, it was a deliberate attempt to create an anthem of change for that time. Um, it's a little bit before that Summer of Love's 1964. We can listen to a little bit. From senators, congressmen, please heed the call. Don't stand in the doorway, don't block up the hall For he that gets hurt will be he who has stalled The battle outside region Will soon shake your windows and rattle your walls For the times they are changing Fathers throughout the land And don't criticize what you can't understand Your sons and your daughters are beyond your command So it's basically like a, you know, get with the times or get out of the way kind of sentiment um, Saying that, you know, the youth of today we're, we're coming up and we have these thoughts And, you know, your worldview is... Um, outdated and you know don't don't keep people from don't keep the times from evolving um, and the the lyrics are still pretty universal about change so it still would I think be relevant to a lot of people today um, he said that he he played this I guess right after it had released um, I think maybe a month after or something I read that um, JFK was assassinated and he had to go out and he was like, man, I really don't want to play this song. It seems like kind of like it seemed in poor taste. And, um, he was like, but I can't not. Um, and so he did. And the, the people like loved it and the people were cheering and he was like, this feels, this doesn't feel right, you know, to say, so like, um, I think that even, I don't know. It's it's a difficult thing, right? To to be able to see both sides and um and that's kind of what he's asking, right, of the people who you would view to be standing in the way, I guess, of like try to see it from our point of view. Um and then at that point it was kind of flipped on its head and he had to be the one that was like, okay, maybe you know, it's not all it's not all so black and white. It's not all so easy to say, you know, everything's wide open. Um, but, yeah, I, there's this one and then there's blowing in the wind, right? 
And I just like this one better, basically. I think it's more... I think it's more universal. I think it's it's broader. It's not quite so specific to um, anti-war. It's just, in general, that idea of that hippie movement, like, we're changing our views, the worldview, let's open it up. I think that speaks more to that hippie mentality than just anti-war. So that's why I chose that one. And, you know, they kind of hit on that idea of, allowing the young people to kind of have more of a voice. And that is a common theme in this time period. I mean, Buffalo Springfield hits on that. CCR hits on that a lot. The Beatles hit on that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's, um, which, which is interesting. I mean, by this time, when we get to the mid sixties, I mean, the Beatles are not spring chickens anymore. Yeah. (laughs) You know, by this point, um, and I think I think that's really, and I know we're not talking about the Beatles, and I don't know if the Beatles are going to be selected or not, but the Beatles are one of you know I talked about it in a previous episode about what the Osley brothers about the ability to change and understand the the deal, and the Beatles yeah. were so good at understanding the the temperament of the masses and changing with them. Mm-hmm. And they changed so fast in such yeah. a short period of time. Yeah. A six-year yeah. career. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, know. I mean, that's kind of something that, I mean, even today, you've got a younger generation. It's always that way, you mm-hmm. know, a younger generation wanting to be heard and having a different view of things. Um, so I think that's something about this song also that just, it's it stands I think young sure. people today would be like, yeah, I feel that way too. Mm-hmm. All right. So I will, I went almost um, a lot more, I guess, flower power-ish throughout. And, you know, to me, this song is the quintessential flower power song in that it is the mamas and the papas and California Dreaming. This uh, topped out at number four on the U.S. charts, but it stayed on the Billboard Top 100 for 17 weeks. That is a long time to stay on the Billboard Top 100. Um, The harmonies are just incredible, just absolutely incredible. And in a lot of ways, it almost kind of set the template for a lot of music that came after it. I mean, you know, like, I think, like, maybe the Turtles came out around the same time. I mean, you could... the the structures of their of their chords and their harmonies were very similar, but I mean I feel like California Dreaming was kind of the first massive hit on you know the kind of a national international 
level that kind of built this sound. Um, it obviously played much better in the United States than it did anywhere else because California means more to the United States than it does anywhere else. But what's interesting about the song is it did not get its big break in California, which you would think. It, they <laughs> released it first in L.A., but L.A. is not where it really hit its spread. It did moderately well, but it was Boston of all places where it really kind of took off. Makes and, sense. And though. it was and it was yeah. written it was written in New York from people from California. Yeah. <laughs> it was a cold New York winter yeah. and they were like, Oh, I wish I was in California. And I guess the people in the Northeast kinda said, Hey, yeah, I kinda understand. <laughs> nice. I get it, I get yeah. it, I get it, I get yeah. it, yeah. Um so here's what I I've never met anyone I've never this song come up and I've never heard anybody say, I don't like this song. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, every song, everybody, there's somebody that doesn't like that song. But I don't know anybody that if you don't play, if you play California Dreaming, everybody sings along. I don't know anybody that's ever said, nah, turn that off. I don't like that song. <laughs> it may be the most universally liked song in the world. What? <laughs> Can you think of one that's more universally liked? No, I guess no. no. <laughs> but that's such a weird ass. Yeah, <laughs> he's setting himself up for, mm-hmm. the, for we'll, the. Yeah, we'll remember yeah, this. Con- we'll remember right. this conversation later. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. But obviously, one of the premier you know folk rock bands ever. Again, a really short recording history. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did not get along very well. Kind of well, seemed to be. Well, I mean, for a while. They got a couple of them got married. Yeah, yeah, and they got divorced. Well, they did. They sure did. um, Interesting. They, you know, um, John Phillips did not want Mama Cass originally. She wasn't hot enough. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. But man, she could sing. Oh goodness gracious! (laughs) Yeah. Well, and we can't use his judgment. For I, I mean, I'm not going to get into it, but stuff got weird with him afterwards. You just yeah. have to look it up with him and his children. Oh, but that's my first round pick, <laughs> California Dreaming by the Mamas in the Pot. Oh, okay. I get the I get the next pick. Yeah. I get the next pick of the second round. This in in some kind of ways is kind of like White Rabbit. It's kind of psychedelic. It's kind of Interesting, but it's also kind of soul. And I went with the medley Aquarius Let the Sunshine In by the Fifth Dimension. Yep. This is real trippy, too. Very trippy. So, one of the things I love about 60s music is the harmonies. I love harmonies. Yeah. And 
really, I mean, the harmonies in the Let the Sunshine In are oh, yeah. phenomenal, too. But this song did a great I mean, there are powerhouse voices in the fifth dimension. Yes. I mean, really good voices, powerhouses. And they, it's a lot of times when you have that many power voices, it's hard to harmonize and mm-hmm. for it all to gel. But man, they just did. They just knocked it out of the park um, in both of these. Um, according to the age of Aquarius, according to astrology, it's supposed to be an age of love, light, humanity plays into that hippie, you know, flower power kind of motif. Um, and it can be, it, it, this song is really hard to pigeonhole nice and neatly into a subgenre because mm-hmm. it's kind of psychedelic, it's kind of soul, it's kind of pop, it's kind of rock. Um, I guess if I was going to try to put it in something, I would say psychedelic soul, maybe something somewhere in there. Um, it's used a lot in pop culture because it's instantly recognizable as one of the time period songs about change, love, hope, humanity, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Um, and let the sunshine in is oftentimes the overlooked part of the song. Mm-hmm. Man, oh, that, those that, harmonies are phenomenal. Those harmonies and that bass lick is <laughs> just phenomenal. Just, just a great job. I mean, just the the talent in in the fifth dimension is through the roof. Now, the Aquarius song actually was in the musical. Uh, I guess it's a rock opera. Actually, Hair. Hair. Yeah. The band went and saw the show, and they demanded to. Re- well, I say demanded. They really wanted to record it, <laughs> and their label said, "No, we're not going to record that. That's ridiculous." And so they had already done Let the Sunshine In, and somebody on the label said, ooh, that would not be bad together, though. And the rest is history. So um, that's my second pick. I didn't even realize until much later in my life, in my childhood, Marilyn McCoo from The Fifth Dimension was, she was the host of Solid Gold. I don't know if people remember Solid Gold, but it was like a musical variety show where they had like a countdown and she was the host of that and I didn't realize that her career had actually started so much earlier but she's a she's a powerhouse singer she and her husband both yep all right Beth all right um so again in keeping with I went more hippie sentiment rather than flower power um time period um, Imagine is my second pick by John Lennon. The whole thing. Imagine a world with no materialism, with, you know, a world without borders, a world of peace. So if that's not a hippie message, I don't know what a hippie is. (laughs) Um, 
and it's one of the most influential songs um, ever, truly. Um, in 1999, it was number 30 on the 365 Songs of the Century. It was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 500 Songs That Shaped Rock and Roll. In 2002, um, on a Guinness World Records survey, they named it the second best single of all time behind Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, in 2004, it was number three on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. More than 200 artists have performed or covered it, and it continues to kind of make its way back, resurge in popularity every time there's like a, a tragedy or, you know, uh, they had that really unfortunate, all the celebrities singing it during COVID, like, oh... All you poor people. <laughs> imagine, imagine what if you didn't have as much as we did. Oh, oh, that's right. Um, or imagine if we had less. Um, yeah, but um, it's again after um, that summer of love. But I mean, it carried over um, the the hippie movement i guess and that hippie feeling i mean yoko ono and john lennon or she was what she was i have feelings about her but uh <laughs> or is i guess she's she's still alive. alive she's like 90 but could good you, lord yeah you know could you imagine being john <laughs> and having to defend her all the time <laughs> there are there are videos where they would be doing a live performance and she's nuts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, crazy. Really? Yeah. Crazy. It, yeah. I mean, there, there's like a live performance. Oh, what was the live performance? She was, they were performing. The one where she's just screaming all the time? Yes, they, but yeah. they were performing with <laughs> Chuck Berry, maybe? No, yeah. And she's just screaming, just, and, you know, like, I, it might have been Chuck Berry. I can't remember. It's a guitar player. And, and he's just looking at her like, yeah, uh, yeah. It's like what is happening? Crazy. <laughs> yeah, and he's trying to go on with the performance and be a professional, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Which he didn't. She didn't have co-writing credits on this for a long time. Um, because she didn't write it. She inspired it. I get like yeah. there's a whole thing of it. Like he, John himself, was like, she needs more credit for this yeah. than than she her, was originally but, given. But don't don't give her credit. No. So that's the problem. No, People, he said he said she should have been at the beginning. Then that's him. That's him. I'm yeah. not saying. She I'm saying he's no, the man on. himself. She didn't write a said, word of that song. John I don't know. That. I, listen, I, we weren't there. I'm just saying that's what he said. Did you watch uh, Get Back? Did you watch the? Oh no, I haven't watched oh, it. Oh man, it it's it's very interesting to see that whole dynamic because you know she's nuts right there. She is, and I mean, right there, like. Pulls up a chair that, while they're in the middle of recording sessions, right there. But you can't. That's deny, what happened to Spinal Tap. You cannot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't deny the fact that by all observation, he adored her. He. It would have to be. It, you know, he, he would have to be completely blinded by love to screw up what he had going. I mean, for her, he he, and the way she acted, it's intense. I, I highly recommend that documentary. It's interesting to watch, but but I guess that's not that said, <laughs> that's not the point of the podcast. It is it is it is, it is a great song, and yes. it is 
John Lennon at his lyrical best. I mean, yeah. it is. It's a very polarizing song, though, I found it out. Is. It is, well, because I don't agree they, with it. Yeah. Right. Theologically. I mean, well, and because, yeah. you know, there's the whole, imagine no religion. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know, it was some some church. And the economic model that he's yeah, yeah, out yeah. there doesn't work. Nope. No yeah. possessions. No possessions. No possessions. <laughs> um, imagine all the people sharing all the world. Yeah. yeah. I like my PS5. <laughs> I, I own it. With you. I want to be very clear about that. <laughs> that is mine. Of all your possessions, yes. my PS5. I like my PS5. You know, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So let's don't get sideways, John. Let's uh, <laughs> be trying to give my stuff away. Oh, he can't hear you. Wow. Sorry, what, <laughs> Heather? Heather, you have the third pick. Buzzkill. <laughs> Buzzkill. <laughs> Uh, okay, my uh, second pick is San Francisco. Uh, also, I guess subtitled "Be Sure to Wear Flowers in Your Hair" uh, <laughs> by Scott McKenzie, and it was 1967. It was co-written with John Phillips of the Mamas and Papas, and you can hear it. Oh yeah, in this. Um, it was used to promote the Monterey Pop Festival. Um, it's called the unofficial anthem of the countercultural movement of the 1960s, including the hippie, anti-Vietnam War, and flower power movement. So anytime you see a documentary, um, any, you know, when they're doing footage of what was going on at the time, this song is almost certain to pop up. Um, it was a song of that summer of love, 1967. It charted number one all over the world, except the U.S. <laughs> but, um, you know, so it was just this call to, um, attend and to gather and to, you know, wear, wear flowers in your, it, you know, wear flowers in your hair. It was certainly, you know, the flower power um, anti-war sentiment, you know, gather in peace, in love, and let's all just, <laughs> I don't know what, the, I don't know, getting naked and, you know, <laughs> doing lots of drugs, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't there. I mean, but <laughs> so, I, want, I want to make that very, supposedly, I need to make that very clear. I was not anywhere close to being alive at that point. So I, the first time I heard of this song, or I guess the first time I heard it, actually, <laughs> I remember this vividly, and I don't know why, because it's not like something that I should remember. <laughs> but, you know, when when we were kids, of course, our parents worked, and we would stay at home, and we would watch TV in the morning, and one of the, one of the shows we could get was Name That Tune. It was reruns yeah. of Name That Tune. Yeah. And... San Francisco mm-hmm. was one of the songs. That's the first time I'd ever heard it. And the host, I don't even know who the host was. I think Kathy Lee Gifford was on there no, for it was a while. No, it was a dude. It was a, but it was she a may guy. not have been the host, but I think she was the singer girl. That Oh, yeah. Yeah, that may be. But, <laughs> I mean, he. I remember that he mentioned that that was his favorite song. Really? So the first time I ever heard it was Name That Tune, <laughs> and it was the host's favorite song. And he chastised the guy for not being able to get it. <laughs> Because he knew it from the clue. Yeah. Oh. You know, and so he was like, you should be able to get this from one note. 
dude, you're the host, okay? I mean, you got the answer <laughs> yeah. on the card. Yeah. Right? So, but, yeah, so I, that that was my first memory of San Francisco. Huh. My rule of thumb is if it was in Forrest Gump, it was probably pretty It's probably important. pretty good. <laughs> it was you know? definitely on the Forrest so Gump if it's soundtrack. So if it's on the Forrest Gump soundtrack or the Big Chill the big, soundtrack, yeah. it's probably pretty good. Oh. Yeah. All right. So then I got the last. Mm-hmm. You do, yeah. You first get the pick of first the pick round? of the last round. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, coincidentally, on the Forrest Gump soundtrack, uh, mine is Get Together by the Youngbloods. It was a fixture on the San Francisco music scene. Um, also performed by Joni Mitchell, Judy Collins, Jefferson Airplane, Linda Ronstadt, the Staple Singers. Um, used in movies, TV shows, commercials. It completely embodies that, you know, unity, brotherhood. I've noticed that a lot of my choices have really, um, except for San Francisco, but my other two have, you know, strong harmonies. So this is just gather together, love, peace. That's pretty much all I've got. It's. Uh, I think if you if you were to list, you know, the great hippie flower power songs. I mean, I, uh, all of these are pretty much going to be on the list. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, it's it's just it's going to be so freaking hard to whittle this down to five. Yeah. yeah it's it going to be brutal. It was hard to whittle it down to nine. Oh man. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So. All right, Beth. All right, my last pick is For What It's Worth by Buffalo Springfield. Oh, I love this song. Mm-hmm. Also, I think on the Forest Gump I think that's wrong. right. Nobody's right if everybody's wrong. Young people speak in their minds. I'm getting so much resistance. From behind time we stop Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's blowing down This is usually considered an anti-war song But Stephen Stills actually was inspired to write it Because of the Sunset Strip curfew riots in L.A. in 66 Um so it's part of that counterculture era conflict between police and young people in Hollywood. Um, so there was unrest on the strip and then um, like residents and people who owned businesses on the Sunset Strip were unhappy with the fact that there were young people flooding in, going to clubs and stuff. They were causing traffic jams and there were big crowds late at the night and they um, asked the police to do something about it. So then... Uh, the young people were like, no, we have a right to be here. So it was that conflict between, like, the establishment and the young folks, you know. And so this narrator is writing from the view of, like, we see all these 
from looking at these protests and it started peacefully and then over time it you know <laughs> as it, it tends to do <laughs> it was not um yeah so I, I don't I don't have a whole lot to say about yeah. it other than that's just it is what it is and it's same that that same kind of idea from the times they're changing right like mm-hmm. young folks saying you know hey we've got we've got a right to be here too we have a right to speak our mind we have a right to have an opinion um, and that generational conflict yep. Ben well and I just it's interesting uh, when you said mentioned neil young being the writer the composer of this he also oh he wasn't yeah i think he was it was stephen stills but this is buffalo springfield right buffalo springfield i thought that was neil young uh, a stephen well so it could have been a well let's what's what's interesting is (laughs) there's a connection to then ohio which is very similar Yes, which was which was definitely Neil Young. I think, yeah, correct. That. Yeah, but they're not. Um, there's there's a, there's a distinction online about that. A distinction about that what? that. Um, well, that Ohio was written later, and by someone by Neil Young, but not this was not Neil Young. Okay, I do recall that. But it was it was research. done by it was done by Stills. Yes, Stills mm-hmm. wrote it. Yes, this one. But they were in. They were together in the band, and yeah. when they did Ohio. But I guess Neil Young did. Well, that was Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Nash and Young. Yes, Ohio, or was it Crosby, Stills? And, no. It had to be and Young. <laughs> yeah, it had to because be Young, it. Young, yeah, yeah. So it had to be. Young. I did, I can't remember if that was his solo work or if it was Crosby, Stills. It would have been a lot easier if those dorks would have just come up with a band name instead of yeah. naming themselves after each other. <laughs> yeah, you know. Just naming each other by their last name. We'll call that our band name. You know, we'll be <laughs> Davis Johnson and Bjorn or whatever. Bjorn. I mean. Bjorn. <laughs> so, my God, it's Jason Bjorn. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got it. <laughs> so yeah, but it 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 helps you kind of understand how people come together in bands. Yeah, especially during that time period, right? Because I mean, I would imagine. Their political ideologies being so similar mm-hmm. probably had something to do with their coming together uh, in that in Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. It certainly keep you apart if you don't. Do, yeah, if you don't sure. agree, so. for sure. So I get the last pick overall, and this song was played at Woodstock. It is one of the, I think, most famous Woodstock performances. And it is an amazing song. It's probably my favorite um, song on the list. And it's definitely my favorite vocal performance on the list. It's Joe Cocker, Little Help from My Friends. Mm. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. I will try not to sing out of key. Oh, baby, how? 
this is one of the best covers yeah. ever. Yeah. You know. I don't generally like people to cover the Beatles. Usually I'm not a fan of Beatles covers, but. But, you know, and obviously written by stellar. Lennon and McCartney. Ringo. <laughs> most of them aren't sung by Ringo either. <laughs> so, you know, that, that's, that's something. Um, Ringo sang the, the original version on Sgt. Pepper's album. Um, that was a lot faster, upbeat version of the song. Uh, when, when McCartney heard this version, he was very pleased with it. Um, later on, he said it was uh, just mind-blowing. Totally turned the song into a soul anthem, mm-hmm. and I was forever grateful for him for doing that. Um, you know, growing up in the house we did, one of the things that our dad loved was soul in the voice, mm-hmm. yeah. and Joe Cocker has that in spades. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can deliver a soulful performance. I mean, he's just phenomenal, and... Uh, it's one of the great soul-infused performances of all time when you look at the Woodstock uh, performance that he did. And, you know, we talk all the time about about singers that can deliver emotion, Willie Nelson, Ray Charles, and I think Joe Cocker's in that class of guys that can make you feel what he's feeling. Um, and you get to go on that ride, you know, with him vocally. So and it's and it's really hard. I mean, cuz like you said, you're taking a Beatles song. Now we're talking about the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I think the general consensus is that they're the greatest rock and roll band of all time. Okay. So I think I'll that's, go with that. I, think I that's, mean, yeah. I think they're, that's they're the my general consensus. They don't have the long history of the Rolling Stones, but I mean the Beatles were the Beatles, right? right. So, um when you take a Beatles song, particularly a song written by Lennon and McCartney, mm-hmm. and you change it wholesale, mm-hmm. yeah, you better, by God, put something together that's really good. Mm-hmm. And I think Joe Cocker put something together that was really, really good. Um, so to me, it is my favorite song. on. Like if I was going to just listen to one and I was just going to kick back, put on headphones, and just listen and enjoy the music, that's the song. Of all the songs that I put on my list, that's the one that I would just enjoy listening to the most. Yeah, that's a good one. So we have nine songs. Can we get what they are, please? Yes. So Ben has chosen California Dreaming" by the Mamas and the Papas, Aquarius Let the Sunshine In by Fifth Dimension, and Little Help for My Friends by Joe Cocker. Heather drafted White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane, San Francisco by Scott McKenzie, and Get Together by the Youngbloods. And I drafted The Times They Are Changing by Bob Dylan, Imagine by John Lennon, and For What It's Worth by Buffalo Springfield. Okay, we, we need to talk real quickly about the ones that we had on our list that did mm-hmm. not make it. So um, I had Turn, Turn, Turn by the Turtles. On my list. That's, what is it? Is there is there more than one version? Or is it the birds? I think it's the birds. Is it wrong? I animal? mean, it didn't get like drafted, so it doesn't matter. I think it's <laughs> the wrong. I think it's the birds. It is the birds. Why not? Put, oh, I bet, I bet it's because it was turn, 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 yeah. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. That, that, like we joke, but that truly is probably... <laughs> That's like, probably exactly what happened. What happened. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Me and Bobby McGee by Janis Joplin, which is another great vocal performance. Also another Woodstock performance. Um, I had White Rabbit on there. I had For What It's Worth, Buffalo Springfield. I had San Francisco. And I, I threw this one in just for my mom. Just for mom. I, on my big list, because I knew it was not going to get drafted. It was so far down. I put Daydream Believer on there just for you, Mom. <laughs> From the monkeys. Suck up. <laughs> That's why he's her favorite. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, ma'am. <laughs> it's a funny story about that. It's somebody, I don't remember what the situation was, but Heather was arguing, you know, I don't know. I mean, Ben's the favorite. I said, no, I, said, I don't think. I'm the best of favorites. The best. And Heather said, well, yeah, maybe best of favorites. She said, one thing I know is that I'm not the favorite. And I said, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> true story. <laughs> Explains a lot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> M- Mom is mad. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm homecoming yeah. queen. <laughs> Heather, what do you have? I had Shrek likes that one. <laughs> what? I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. That's a different song. Oh, it's I'm a believer. In oh I'm yeah. A- <laughs> <laughs> did they? Did the monkey? Though the monkeys both did be- two believer songs. They did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They they like to believe. They do. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had uh that didn't get drafted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had Sound of Silence. Oh, yeah. Simon and the G-Funk. Yes. <laughs> the very same. <laughs> uh, I I had Blown in the Wind. Mm. Um, I had Because by the Beatles. Mostly because... It's trippy. It is trippy. And, you know, those <laughs> harmonies are just... It's a beautiful song. It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, the way it's just woven together, amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, I had Time of the Season by the Zombies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also had Sound of Silence. I had What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. Mm -hmm. I had Fortunate Son by Credence. All You Need Is Love by The Beatles. I also had Time of the Season. And I also had Turn, Turn, Turn. Turn, Turn. Turn, 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 Turtles. Turn, 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 Turtles. The birds. It's wrong animal. I knew it was an animal. I do think it was probably Turn. I mean, I know I knew that was the birds. Why not? Jeez. Okay, so we got to get we got to so cut the list. We got to cut. Oh, so now we are to the round nine two five. <gasps> Working nine two five. Build it up for you there. On that <laughs> no, I was like, fantastic. What, what's she doing? Oh, red, fantastic. So here we are. <laughs> What are you doing? That was weird. Nuffy Smith. We're all, we're all, we're, we're all doing some weird stuff yeah. today. All right. So. It's late in the studio. This is going to suck <laughs> trying yeah. to get this down to five. Indeed. Because they're all the same. They are all a lot I mean, like, like when Similar. I say they're all, when I say that, I mean, they're all on the same like plane of awesomeness. You know what I mean? So it's like, how are we going to, how are we going <laughs> to cut this down? How are we going to cut four out? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how do we do that? Is there any Somebody somebody help me out here. Are there any that we had that we all had? Um, did we all have I know, well. Y'all had some I don't know that there are any that we all three had. 
I know somebody else had for what it's worth. A couple of y'all had um, San Francisco. Ben, you had White Rabbit as well as Heather. I don't know. I mean, there were some commonalities. I don't know if there was anything that all three of us had. Mm -hmm. Because I think mostly that's because I approached it in a different way Mm -hmm. than y'all did overall. So. Huh. Yep. (laughs) So. Is there anything we think should definitely be in? Like all of them. This is tough. Okay, let's pose the question differently. Okay. Heather, if you could eliminate one song, if you could just cut one, if you could veto one right now, oh it would be the song. Gosh. Whoa. Let's see, what what did Ben have? Oh, why, ben. why we gotta Ben? No, at? I'm asking what she what you and Beth had. California Dreaming, Aquarius. Eliminate mine. <laughs> Look up for my friends, and then I had times they're changing, imagine for what it's worth. Okay. Now I think all the songs are good. I really do. Um, I would eliminate Imagine strictly based on its removal time-wise from the movement. I think that was the early 70s probably. So that's probably four four to five years after that hippie movement. It was or or it was at least at the end of it. Hmm. It was 71. Yeah. I mean, I disagree with the choice, but Ben, that would be your I'm doing research to see. Oh gosh, man. That argument doesn't hold muster cuz it says the hippie mu- the bleh, the it was the 1960s and 70s. It was a cultural countercultural movement of the 1960s and 70s. So 71 would fit that. Yeah. Paradigm. Well, because you're basing it off of 67. No, not just 67. I mean, it it I'm just thinking in that in that time period of, you know, 67 to probably 70. That's probably where I'm where I'm thinking. The other song, you're not going to like this either, but I would, here's my problem with the times they are changing. I feel like it's a, well, I'm getting to yours in a second, but <laughs> she's like, I'm going to piss everybody off. Just hold on. Your time is coming. I feel like um, the movement, the the hippie, the flower power, um, yes, it was anti-war and it was counter-cultural but I feel like the times they are changing is a little lyrically I guess it's so challenging and it's not that I don't I don't get that vibe of the flower power and the love and everybody just come together it was more of a it feels like more of a challenge to me not and I, it was a it's an important part of the countercultural movement but when i think hippie and flower power i think of love 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 not as much challenging it's a mm-hmm. great amazing song okay so, so. bust on the bean song then okay what's <laughs> <laughs> i want to hear um 
<laughs> Little help from my friends, just stylistically. It's an amazing song and probably my favorite song to listen to as well on that list. But I don't think that it fits that hippie flower power. I get high with little help psychedelic rock. It is. It, it, it just lands very much more soul to me than it lands psychedelic um, flower power rock to me. Um, what was the other? California Dreaming and Aquarius. Let's sunshine in. Um, I don't know. I had both of those on my list, so I can't really say mm-hmm. too much about those. But. So here's, here's my issue with the times they are changing. It's sung by Bob Dylan. I mean, sure, but, but I mean, in that time period, he, you know, I mean, I know it's just. It, I, I feel like that's like that. I understand if you have a legit. I, I think that's lame. That's a lame reason. No, I, I, I don't, don't like Bob Dylan either, but I can remove my preferences well, but, enough. But listen, I mean, when when we when part of the song part of the song is the ability to sing the song is the person singing the song, and Bob Dylan is. By quite a large margin, the worst singer on the bunch in the, in the bunch. But it's okay. It's, so <laughs> I'm just I'm I think he is a wonderful song, and it's like the same reason. Like if we ever and when and when and if we do male singer songwriters, the songwriting portion of Bob Dylan is going to be way up the charts. His ability to sing the songs is going to be moving down the charts. So I know ahead of time when we do that category, I'm going to anger people because I'm going to not like Bob Dylan so much. Because he can't sing. <laughs> so that's my problem with the time. Beth, you're okay, already, you're you already mad. No, I'm not mad. It's just a, it's a stupid reason. Like, I'm not mad. It's ju- I'm just disappointed. The... It's it's just, like you both are you do, you both don't like it so we'll cut it but that's a stupid reason because it's about the song not about right. the singer. I, 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 when I when I maybe I misunderstood the assignment. I thought when we said the song we were taking everything into play the harmonies the the you know the actual singing of the song like if it's just lyrics, if we're just going to hang it on lyrics, then it's going to be Lennon and uh, Bob Dylan, and then everybody else is fighting for third. Because those are the two greatest songwriters that we've maybe ever seen. Here's my thing. Like, like Heather's argument, and this is, and it doesn't, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter, because you both don't like it but the category is hippie songs and at least heather was like i don't think that's a hippie song because xyz right you're just like i don't like bob dylan that's that's some bs but you you voted it out and that's fine it's just a stupid reason (laughs) it's not because (laughs) based on the category because it's not based on the category it's based on the fact that you don't like bob dylan it's because I don't like the vocal performance in the song. Right. So it's not based on the okay. category. So uh, let me and ask it's qualifications you this. to be in. Right. It's based on So let me ask you this. If you had four people <laughs> that can't sing a t- that can't can't hit a note, 
It's not that it can't hit a well, let's just Well, let's say let's say you had four people that are tone deaf singing California Dreaming. Would we even be having this conversation right now? Well, I didn't have No, because the performance anyways. is part of the song. What is your problem? I already said it's out. Dang, dude. Well, this I'm is just, not very. This is not very summer of love of you. I'm just. I'm just Damn. saying that you're. While your reasoning for saying my reasoning is stupid, your I'm saying why your stupid. reasoning for my reasoning is stupid is stupid. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I already cut it out. I mean, dang. Like <laughs> your reasoning is stupid. This is out. Gosh, you're big mad. I don't know why. I'm not big mad. Stop. Stop accusing. I am whatever you say. I am. I'm, I'm about to be. I'm about to be. Just shut up and let's move on. Okay. It's not kind. Well, I heard a squeaky sound. <laughs> You're so stupid. Let's go. All right. These so, pe- people listening, if they're still listening, are like, God, shut up. <laughs> so pick the songs already. We've got one song eliminated. Is there anything you would like to eliminate, Beth? If you could eliminate one song, you're not gonna like it. I may not like it. I can guarantee you're not gonna like it. Okay. <laughs> I don't feel like. It's a little help for my friends. It's because I don't think, like, it's just a, oh, these, it's a friendship song. It's not really like a, I don't feel like it's defined by the era. I don't feel like it sounds, it even sounds hippie. Like, it doesn't, that's not what I would ever think of on this list. Um, that's the one that I would least qualify as would I would I call it a hippie song? Okay. Okay. I hear you. I know. You receive it. <laughs> I receive it. And Heather's already said that she would take that one off too, so I'm not even going to spend. It's the time not to that argue. I don't like the song. It's not oh, I that. don't like the song either. Well, you're wrong. I, I, I do like the song very much. I, I, yeah, that's fine. It's, but. <laughs> it's the best vocal performance in the group of nine. <gasps> this is got. not best vocal performance songs. This is no, but it plays song. a part. It does play a part. It's it's a part. That's sure. right. Sure. And for some, it's a big part. <laughs> okay, so is that, is that, some. Is that, are we crossing that one out? Exactly right. Sure, but I want you're going to have to explain yourself one day. <laughs> to who? I don't know. Okay. Your friends. <laughs> yeah, my friends will care. I'm sure okay. I'll get questioned about it. So if I could eliminate one song. How petty is he going to be? I'm, well, I mean, <laughs> both of y'all wanted my song out, so I can't be really petty, just other than... I would say... Um, man. The one that I did not have on my list, because I had San Francisco on my list... I had White Rabbit on my list. Like, imagine more. I would say Get Together by the Youngbloods would be probably the next one that I would cut. Don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) The problem, the problem that we're that we're at right now is that they're all really good songs. Yeah. I mean, they're amazing true. songs. But if I had to pick one, then that would be, that would probably be the one. Because I had, like, I had San Francisco number four for me. Mm-hmm. And I had 
for what it's worth at number five. So they were both in my top five. Yeah. I mean, Get Together was my number five. So. So it's not like you were super married to it? I guess. No, I mean, it, you know, we got down. But it is a good song. It is a good song. Go. And I mean, it's very in keeping with the, with the theme, but. I mean, I told you already, it'd be the one that I would cut. So, Beth, I, that's kind of up to you. Like, if you would. Okay. Do, do we have any that are in? No. No, not oh, yet. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, no. So, we have one. T- we have. <laughs> okay. Well, we have six songs and five spots. So, really, the easiest thing to do Is would be like, one. let's eliminate one and then put them in order. Oh, God. But which one are we going to cut? What's left? California Dreamin', Aquarius, Let the Sunshine In, White Rabbit, San Francisco, Imagine for what it's worth. That's going to be tough. So I didn't have Imagine on my list. White Rabbit was way down low on my list. Um, well, White Rabbit was number one on my list, and I didn't have Imagine. I did not list. have White Rabbit, and Imagine was number two on my list. So we can't really do the maths game. It's all kind of evens out. Um, and here's what I'll say about that between those two, if, if that's a discussion we're having, if that's a discussion, I mean, that's very different. They are very different because, and that's the thing was like us, I guess me coming at it from a different lens, right? Um, a song like White Rabbit would not have been really on my list. Not really. And... I don't love it, um, but that's not that's not really the question at hand. But I mean, why? I mean, there is some like you. You gotta. I feel like the thing about White Rabbit is like major theme drugs. You gotta really dig down for the intellectual um, aspect of it. Except it's about literature. Um, but not in that way. It's but not like it, it, for the hippie, like, open your mind kind of thing. Like, Well, and I mean, I don't, I don't want the fact that this movement, this flower power hippie movement started in San Francisco... By you know, they were right there at the beginning of that of that movement. They were, you know, the I don't want the historical aspect of the importance of them and that album and particularly that song to get lost as far as for arguing purposes, you know. I mean, in my opinion. The lyrically, from from the way I was looking at it, I love California Dreamin', but California Dreamin' and White Rabbit to me, from the from my vantage point as somebody looking at it from um, statement songs about the you know let's all love each other, let's change our viewpoints or whatever. I think those two, from the way I was a approaching it would be the least 
um, in line with my view of it, lyrically. It's not to say that they're my least favorite songs necessarily, just the way that I was approaching the category. I think of all the songs that we've listed, though, I would think like California Dreaming is probably the most flower power song of the bunch. Now, it's not maybe the most hippie song of the bunch because it's not really talking about any social events of the day at all. I mean, there's there's no protesting at all in California Dreaming. It's just, right. it's cold and sucky here in New York. <laughs> and and I, I would rather be in California. <laughs> right, right. Right. But um, it really, the thing about California Dreaming, though, is that the harmonies were really, for the flower power movement, were almost defined by the mamas and the papas. I mean, they were probably the most influential group when it comes to the harmonies that came out through 66 and 67, especially with the birds and groups like that as they went forward. But it's it's the best hippie songs, not most influential hippie songs, not the most, you know, most formative flower power songs. It's just the best. Well, I mean, it. Was in Billboard Top 100 for 17 weeks. I mean, it it's no slouch. That's this. That's to, greatest. That's not best. Yeah. Well, I mean, number a numbers aren't there. everything. They're not everything. I'm not saying I don't think it should be there. I'm just I just laid it out as those are the the two, from my opinion, that would be that I would lay on the table. I think it'd be tough to leave the mamas and the papas out of a flower power hippie list. I think that'd be a tough sell. Right. I think it would be just as hard to leave White Rabbit out of a hit. I mean, I don't even. Of a like, hippie. I, I debated on whether or not that was even their best song. It, it's not about I mean, whether. It's I know, their but best I mean, song. like I. I but almost this and somebody put to love. Somebody to I love. On there. Yeah, if it were somebody to love, but I probably. This would. is definitely more psychedelic, which it which played heavily into that movement. It's about drugs, yes. And <laughs> about resistance to what you've been taught. Hmm. I don't know. One of them's gotta go though. I mean, no, well, <laughs> so. I mean, but I'm still I'm still saying that of all of those songs on that list, the one that Fits the 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 genre, the style, the least, in my opinion. Even though it's a great song, it's still Imagine. Well, what's interesting to me is that, like, when I think of flower power hippie songs, I think of kind of folksy to me. I mean, I, I think flower power folksy, okay, folk. And then I think with the hippie part, I think. What's making a statement about the culture mm-hmm. or the counterculture? So what's interesting to me is that actually for me, like the safest song is for what it's worth because it hits both of those. It's folksy, and in addition to that, it's also a protest song. 
Yeah, so, I don't. I don't have any so, problem with that. Like, and what's it, I say interesting because it was the last, the next to last pick in the draft. Um, I mean, I don't know that it. I mean, I. I'm just saying that I think it should go over. I'm not sure that it's the yeah. defining song of the movement. Like, I, I just, I really think if we're going to call it a flower power deal, I really think California Dreaming needs to make it because I think they're. The most definitive group in the flower power era. But. Here's my thing about about White Rabbit. Your complaint about the times they were changing, what is it, that it was a challenge, right? It's too much of a challenge, not let's all love each other. But then when it comes to White Rabbit, it's like, yes, okay, it's about drugs, but it's also about resist what you've been taught. Mm-hmm. That's also a challenge. Yeah. But so it's, it's the same complaint. Went for the reason that you wanted to cut another not, one. Not exactly, because I think the times they are changing is very much in your face, get with it or, you know, get right or get left, you know, type of type of mentality. I think it's just, I think it's too... I mean, we already cut it. I'm just saying that the the reasoning... For the for the reason that you're saying that this is a positive in White Rabbit, yeah, but I think there's the other same reason you wanted to cut that the are, other one. That are I think there are other positives that outweigh well the other songs. It was my number one pick for a reason. Yeah, but it wasn't on my list for a reason. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. We just we just have to cut one. Yeah, I just don't think. But that's we can't the one all we can't, we can't we can't all agree on. The one that needs to be cut, I guess. Unless be, I, I don't know how you feel about White Rabbit. Like I guess I think I would be happy with the list as it stands without White Rabbit. I would cut White Rabbit. I would cut Imagine. How about this? <laughs> how about we do this? How about we list them one through six, and whatever's number six gets left off. What? We've got six left, right? Yeah. Let's start ranking them, and then what's ever number six doesn't make the list. I mean, then that's the same as it is. But we're coming now. at it. We're, what, we're, what we're doing is oh, right boy. now okay. we would we would be zigging when we have been zagging. when most people think we've been zagging. <laughs> okay, okay, because okay. we got to do something. We got to get this going. All right. Um. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we're all gonna think. So that, let's go from number one. Be, then what we think number one should be. I think we're still gonna be well zagging I mean, when. <laughs> well, I mean, Ben, you mentioned. That for what it's worth hit multiple kind of boxes for you over there. Yep. Yep. I don't know if you think that should necessarily be number one. I mean, I think California Dreaming should be number one, but that was on the possible chopping block. Um, I had California Dreaming number one, and then Aquarius Let the Sunshine In number two, which also was kind of one of those quintessential psychedelic flower power acid trip songs. Well, okay. Maybe we should. Maybe we should uh, <laughs> zig when we've been zagging, then zag again. Because um, this, I don't think this is gonna work either. About trying to order them first. We're gonna have to order y'all. But I know. But y'all, let's. Maybe I'm thinking we can try to narrow it down. We've not had any discussion about Aquarius or San Francisco. I didn't have either of them, but I think I would think that they should go over. And I, I think that's 
that's fair. And y'all both had them, and I think they're good songs for this category. Okay. So we can take those out of the chopping block and go ahead and put them in the top five. Um, and that will maybe help some. Probably not as much as we. You know, I'm going to tell you, I just can't imagine. I don't don't mean to be a pun. I can't imagine leaving Imagine off. I mean, I agree, but (laughs) I know that's not. It doesn't. I don't think of the flower power hippie movement at all when I hear that song. It's definitely a hippie song, though, right? Definitely a hippie song. The sentiment of the song could be considered. What do you mean could be hippie, considered? But it's, I just don't. It's I like don't the most like, hippie thing ever. No religion. I just think that those no other belongings. Songs. Imagine if we all just got along. No board. No borders. <laughs> what? No, it's That's, ignorant. He says no borders, doesn't he? No, 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 na- no, no, no nations, nations no or nations. something like that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's really stupid, but I mean, it is like. <laughs> Some of the hippie stuff was stupid. Yeah, but like, what are okay? What's, but it's one of the greatest like, songs of all time. What's left on Ben's list? California Dreaming. Definitely, Flower Power Hippie. White Rabbit. Definitely Flower Power Hippie. San Francisco. Definitely Flower. That's Power already hippie. in. Yeah, I mean, uh, what's left on? It's California Dreaming. White Rabbit. For imagine what for what it's worth. For what it's worth, definitely flower power hippie. Yeah. Can we put that over? Yeah. Yeah, I mean I would say that one's very safe. Just because of the it mm-hmm. hits it hits both flower power and hippie. Yeah. What we're what we're doing is is mm-hmm. like it So what's left? Does every, so now we each have one left and there are two spots. California Dreamin', White Rabbit, and Imagine. Well, I mean, you already know what I think, so I think Imagine's got to go. I mean, I just do. So the... I think it's... I mean, to go on the list. Oh, no. I don't agree. Well, so here's where we're at. Heather, you would definitely cut Imagine. Yeah. I would definitely cut White Rabbit. That means California Dreaming's going to go. And Ben, that means you're the swing vote between White Rabbit and Imagine. Is that not how that plays out? I guess. Yeah, if... It, here's the here's the thing. If I would have made a list, I've I really kind of focused on flower power. So if I had created a list that gave equal bearing to flower power and hippie at the same time, imagine probably would have been above white rabbit on my list. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Because I mean, like all of mine are what I would consider to be flower power songs. But we are making a decision here that, like, it doesn't have to necessarily... Well, we were going Flower Power slash Hippie. So... I I would like to pull... I would like... I just want to pull the receipts and read... The text conversation. I thought we were going more Flower Power because of the spring... Here's what... Connection. All right. Now, so I do want to I, say ahead of time that I do not read text messages very closely. Well, here it, it's, it doesn't I have will, anything to do with you. Sometimes I will agree to things that I did not read. Well, yes, here's, that's fine. All right. So Wednesday. 
before the recording of this podcast, I said, when we say hippie songs, are we limiting that to a certain time period or just anything we think could qualify, even if it's more recent? And then there was some discussion of, you know, some other things. And then it's, then Heather said, all right. And yeah, I say anything in the hippie vein would work. That's yo words. Yeah, okay, that's fine, but I just don't think... I think White Rabbit is still a better flower power and hippie song than Imagine. It's not a better hippie song. It Well... It's more psychedelic. It'd be more... It'd be a better flower power song, but it wouldn't be a better hippie song. The hippie movement and the counterculture movement and the flower power movement, they all started at the same time in the same place, which was San Francisco in 1967 and Jefferson Airplane and White Rabbit and that single off that album were central to that movement, which includes the hippie culture. Right, but the song's not as good. (laughs) I disagree, but... I think it works on two levels. So I don't agree. I don't agree with John Lennon at all. At all. Right. I say at all. I mean, like, I definitely think we should be kind to each other and stuff. But, like. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I can see the writing on the wall. I see where this is going. But that is. It's just like if if you were to go. If you were to live. If if (laughs) Rolling. And I know we, we. I'm just using Rolling Stone as an example. Rolling Stone lists the top 100 songs of all time. Imagine's going to be in the top 10. It was. Okay. <laughs> oh, see? But you're going to use Rolling Stone. <laughs> I'm just saying, as, as often an, as, as an you example. say, you can't use Rolling Stone. I'm saying, as, a, as an example. Measuring stuff. If Billboard did the. Um, it doesn't matter who does the poll, that song is going to be considered one of the greatest, most influential. Social commentary songs of all time. But this is about a particular genre, a particular movement. The hippie movement and the flower power movement. And it was defined in that moment in time by this band and that song. But apparently, and I did not agree to this, you agreed to this, that we, we could pick any kind of hippie song. And it be, to put on and our be, list, but I didn't say list. that should definitely be the number one song. Well, if, I didn't say, right. you know. if it could be on the list, then it can be eligible. Maybe, for maybe one. I can, maybe I can uh, alleviate some of your concerns, right? Because you said that the hippie movement was the '60s and the '70s. True. So I specifically looked up flower power. Flower power was a slogan used during the late '60s and early '70s. Imagine was re- released in '71. Mm-hmm. That is the early '70s. Yeah. So it also is in the flower power. Time period. It is, as but well. it does. It's just not as. It doesn't define the era and the movement and the the history. You're right. Of it. it defines the century. It no, is. A, it, it is. It was that. What? Uh, yeah. Is a number three in the five hundred greatest songs of all. We're time. not doing the best songs of all time. I know we're, we're not, but I'm saying it fits fall under this it, umbrella. I know, but they both fit under the umbrella. We've established but, that they both fit under the umbrella one, and this is a better song that stands the test of time. One is basically the umbrella. I mean, it started the whole thing. It defines the whole dang thing. Uh, well, we disagree. No, wait, so I so mean, being basically ben, you got the swing vote. <laughs> it's your swing I mean, vote. And then we have to put them in order, and this is running long. I get you, but 
We can't really say that White Rabbit is the definitive flower power song of all time. It's more of a definitive flower power song and but we can't say like, that's, than, than that's imagine the definitive it. song. I mean, like, it, when I think of flower power, it's White where Rabbit everything is originated and went off on. of that. So I'm going to vote to put Imagine on the list. Okay, well, that's stupid, but. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. All right. So, okay, we have our top five. Aquarius, Let the Sun Shine In, San Francisco, For What It's Worth, California Dreaming, and Imagine. Now we got to put these bad boys in order. <laughs> I feel like just to avoid more conflict, imagine, there's not going to be any more conflict. Ima- this list is imagine, oh, because you're bro, picking up your toys and going imagine home. Imagine yeah. should be five just because of the vitriol towards the song. It would save us some. So, since when has that stopped you before? First of all, so now when Heather gets upset, blessed are the peacemakers. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> All right. What are the four remaining songs? Aquarius, Let the Sun Shine In, San Francisco, For What It's Worth, and California Dream. Okay. I think Aquarius is the best song on the list. Meaningful lyrics. Accessible, though. It's actually two songs in one, so it's kind of like a bonus <laughs> it's at Walmart. It's a twofer. <laughs> and the vocals are... Amazing. One one of those songs is literally largely considered the whole theme song for the movement itself. I thought you just said that was White Rabbit. <laughs> no. I said of those two. <laughs> but, yes, it is called the unofficial anthem of the countercultural movement of the 60s, including the hippie, anti-Vietnam War, and flower power movement. Which song? San Francisco. Wow, you were arguing. We didn't even said no to San Francisco. No, I think it should be number it's one. It's on the list. She's saying she thinks it should be number I one. I know, but I mean, she's she, the hate-filled uh, vitriol. We you can't even, use vitriol nobody, again. You just used it nobody, two minutes ago. You can't use Nobody has said anything negative about San Francisco. I'm just coming in hot for... Uh, Indeed. For, for San Francisco. Because <laughs> I feel like... Uh, by and large, the Man, song choices are I feel like I just, not good. I just want to give it to you so you'll simmer down over there. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> simmer, 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 simmer down now. Dang. Um, well. Um, what are the four songs? <sighs> Aquarius slash Let the Sun Shine mm. In, San Francisco, For What It's Worth, and California Dreaming. Okay. On the complexity scale, I would say for what it's worth is the least complex of what we have left, with the possible exception of California Dreaming. I think lyrically, for what it's worth, is better harmony-wise, vocal-wise, I would say California Dreaming's better. But I would say that the iconic nature of San Francisco should probably put it in the top two or three. And then I do think that Aquarius Let the Sunshine. I just I think the vocal performance on that is so good. But I think it should be ranked pretty high also. But Beth, what are your thoughts? Well, it's tough because again, I mean like the the whole time 
I came at this a different way. So I would say that whatever goes in the the top needs to be needs to have some social commentary attached to it, not just it fits a time period, whatever that is. I'm not saying anything about what should or shouldn't go. Um, I would put, in my opinion, California Dreamin' at... Oh, God. I feel like I would put it at four because it's more of like it kicked off a style, but I don't think that the content is what I was looking for, whether it's flower power or hippie. It's more just like, hey, I love California. California's great. I want to be there. So that that's kind of where where I stand with that. That's the only okay. thing I would say is I would put that at four. And then the rest is up for discussion in my So head. then like Buffalo Springfield three? I that would be fine. And then then it would be between Aquarius and San Francisco. Which is basically what we have now where we put them over. It's just deciding between one and two, which is what y'all were just doing. <laughs> so Aquarius or San Francisco? <laughs> <laughs> for number one. Of course I'm going to fight for San Francisco being number one now since White Rabbit has oh, been shoot. taken off the list. Where was Aquarius on your on your list, original list? I don't know. Um, five. Like and San Francisco was where on your list? Two. Aquarius was two on my list. San Francisco was four. So that's pretty much the same situation. Did you? Have, you didn't have either one of these on your list, did you, Beth? I did not. Okay, so you're the swing boat. I guess you get to pick oh, which God. which one goes one and which one goes two. <sighs> Hold on. Let me um, let me look at the lyrics of each of them. That's what I've been doing. Okay. Hmm. There's a case for both. Um I like San Francisco better. I think they're both good, but I I think they both could be the number one, but I prefer San Francisco, so that's what we'll say. This I think she a, did that just to placate you, actually. No, because you know I will. No, she You know that ain't, that ain't my style. Have we, have we met? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's the top five? All right. Wow. This uh. For for the, the, a for a hippie feel good everybody love each other this kind of, yeah this is a, everybody's <laughs> leaving like Ugh. um okay so best hippie slash flower power songs number one San Francisco number two Aquarius let the sun shine in number three for what it's worth four California dreaming and five Imagine boom we did it. <laughs> Wow, and we want to thank all of you for sticking with us and hearing the love and unity and everything that goes into a great 
Hippie Podcast. <laughs> Again, uh, go to all of our social media. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, like, share. Um, also, if you have an opportunity, like our show, share our show, give us a good rating and a comment if possible. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Thanks for joining us on the Music List Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. She almost had it. <laughs>